This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're about to launch into a Mad Wednesday Joy podcast. You're on Mad Wednesdays on Joy 94.9 and that was I Believe Anything Is Possible by Jessica Malloy, who was at Eurovision a couple of years ago. Represented us a few years back, of course. Yes, who represented Australia. And the reason why we're touching on that is because it's Robbie's birthday. Woohoo! There's plenty of celebration going on. We've gotten a couple of messages in, one of them saying, Rob City, hope you're having the most fabulous birthday. We love the show and listen all the time. All the best from Desk and Anthony. Oh, thank you. And another Message saying, happy birthday, Robbie, my love, from your long-suffering by choice husband. <laughs> Lucky you throw him by choice there. Long-suffering by choice. I mean, is that Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's... literally the first time he's sent a message and not just texted you directly. Well, <laughs> so I think that's a really big call. When um when when he when I get famous and he writes an autobiography, that'll be what it will be called. Long suffering, <laughs> Long by, suffering choice. by choice. <laughs> of course, you had a massive weekend, didn't you, Robbie? Because you headed to the Gold Coast for Australia Decides, where we announced who would be heading to Eurovision <sighs> this year representing Australia. How exciting was it? Oh my goodness, it was crazy. I honestly I honestly haven't had such an exciting weekend. And uh, it's going to, like, for years, it's, got, it's going to go down in history. Very memorable. It's one of those things that you'll continually pinch yourself about. You're, if anyone was following Robbie on social media, I was sharing some of it on the Mad Wednesday mm. social media page. Yeah, you were you were getting him right amongst it. There was a great was. little video of you stuck in the rain. Yeah, yeah. Look, the rain, it was tropical thunderstorms the whole weekend and it didn't matter. It was just, <laughs> it didn't bother me at all. I mean, of course, inside the convention centre it didn't matter, but it didn't dampen our spirits, not in the least. So have you ever been to Eurovision before, Robbie? You've just always been... <laughs> watching from afar. My first exposure to any Eurovision. Um, obviously, the, the, the opportunity to go live. to... Live, yes, correct. I've been following for a few years now watching Eurovision, um, the semifinals and the finals when they air on television. Of course, Australia Decide started last year. Um, I wasn't really aware of it until a bit close to, and this year I said, I'm definitely going to be there. You were right on in there, and you got on there. You all even got some interviews. What is it like, because it's one thing for all of us to watch it on TV, but what is it like to actually watch in the audience and be a part of the whole spectacle and excitement of it all. Look, the vibe is phenomenal. I got to go into the stadium during the media call on the Friday afternoons on noon. So that was before <laughs> before the um, that was before the Friday night rehearsal, which we had tickets to. Um, so I got to see it before a lot of people had seen it. And the stage, it's just so spectacular. I mean, they've got to make it so crisp and beautiful for television. And just being there, I mean, it, it's it's similar to when I was on Family Beauty a few years ago. You feel like you stepped inside a television set. <laughs> okay. You know, it's just that you feel really immersed in the whole thing. Um, the staging was beautiful. We met all the, the acts. They brought out all the acts and we uh, we sort of, you know, got some photos with them. And look, it, it was just, for me, I hadn't had, I haven't done an, I haven't done a media thing. I haven't had that experience before in my life. So I really got swept up in it quite a lot. Um, I really did. But yeah, look, it was it, it, the, the, to be there on the night and we got there nice and early, we queued up and we rushed to the front of the stage and we were standing right, like, with our, with our faces against the stage. Um, yeah, to, to be there like that and to watch it all 
get uh, to watch it all get filmed and just to be behind the scenes of television in that way is really exciting to me. Oh, it sounds absolutely exciting. Did you meet any celebrities? I did. Um, so one of one of the reasons that I was going, I was originally it wasn't just to represent Joy Eurovision. I was already going anyway as a fangirl. Well, you actually forgot to um, to actually be on Joy Eurovision. <laughs> didn't you? I did. I had it. I was supposed to cross live to the boys on Saturday night. Of course, I forgot. There's a time difference between <laughs> the Gold Coast and Melbourne. So my phone was ringing, ringing, ringing while I was in the other room making notes for the interview. So oh, bless. I know, the poor boys. But they, we're going to have a chat and that will go up on the Joy Eurovision podcast um, shortly. But, um, yeah, look, I went I went to represent my girl Casey Donovan. Uh, big fan of Casey Donovan. Loved the song, loved her work. Her performance was absolutely amazing on the uh, night. To be there, I mean, the studio version of this track is so big anyway, but she gave it this guttural, you know, extra thing that Casey really does, a really signature thing of Casey. And look, we had our signs, we had our T-shirts, we sent her a, um, we sent her a message with a photo of our T-shirts and she, uh, she responded, she called us beautiful souls. Unfortunately, she was at the media, she was at the media call um, very short amount of time. She sort of got whisked away quite quickly. I think if those who watched on the night would notice, she was quite heavily corseted. Oh, yes, she was. And I have a feeling that she She looks had, amazing. She gone through a rehearsal and then come to the media call, she would have been in that thing for hours. I think she sort of said, I, I think... I just need to breathe. I need to breathe. Um, so, unfortunately, I didn't get to speak to her then. Um, so, it was excellent on Sunday morning when I headed to the tiny little Gold Coast, uh, Gold Coast Airport and I see... Little old Casey Donovan. And I say little old because she's smaller than me. She's, she's And actually, you're tiny. She's actually quite short. She just basically brushes my shoulder as she walks past. And look, it was amazing. I said to her, Casey, Casey, I'm the one with it. She goes, I know the T-shirt. I recognise <laughs> I know, I've been tr- you. I was trying to not interact yeah, yeah, with yeah, you. I was trying really, really hard. Really, really tired. Can I just quickly say one of my favourite things, and I'll forever, I'll forever make fun of her for it. Um, I went with Tequila Mockingbird. We were equally in love with Casey Donovan. I don't know what... You, for those people who know Tequila Mockingbird, they'll know that she's never short of a word. I know. Especially around someone she admires. <laughs> she could not speak... Even just someone she might... Mildly likes. She went completely non, so nonchalant that I reckon Casey thinks that Tequila Mockingbird might hate her. So how <laughs> do I get Casey to follow me everywhere so that, that Tequila can be like that all the time? <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. What a, what a great uh, kryptonite to the, to the weapon that is Tequila <laughs> If you want to counteract Tequila Mockingbird, just get a Casey in. Get a Casey in. It'll sort it all out. <laughs> You're on Mad Wednesdays on Join 94.9 and we're going to find out more of Robbie's Eurovision shenanigans after this. You're on Mad Wednesdays on Joy 94.9 with Robbie and Dean, and it's Robbie's birthday. Yay! He had a huge weekend at Australia Decides, finding out who the winner of Eurovision was going to be, and we've just gotten a lovely message in saying, Happy birthday, Robbie. I was standing near you at the Gold Coast. I was in the blue Montenegro... How do I say it? Montaigne. Montaigne wig. It was nice to say hello, says Sean from Fitzroy North. Sean. I think I remember Sean from the after party too. Well, there you go. He, He had ditched his blue wig by that point, which I don't blame him. I don't know how he got through the whole show with that warm thing on his head. Now, it's one thing for us all to watch all these performances on TV, and Montaigne had a really, really interesting one that really played into the cameras. Of course, it was the winning song, mm. but really played into the cameras and the, and the spectacle of it. What was that like for you all to watch? Look, to be honest, to watch Montaigne's in the audience was probably not as great as watching it from home because what a lot of people didn't realise is Montaigne's, Montaigne's performance, what you saw on television, was one camera the entire time. Wow. 
Wow. So it was one shot, shot. That's so impressive. Continuously the entire time. Yeah. It's impressive for the uh, for the guy that was on the steady cam. Like <laughs> it's, he was doing a lot of running around the stage. In fact, they mentioned in the press conference afterwards that when she was announced the winner, the guy who was working that camera went, "Well, I guess that's good," because <laughs> he had to go back out and do it again. Of oh. course. Um, look. I love the song. I love the performance. I think it's very Eurovision friendly. Oh, it is. I mean, the only thing that really irritated me was that the chill wasn't weighted down heavy enough and was getting in it her got face. In her face a couple of that times. That was driving me a little bit nuts. Now, I did get to meet Montaigne a couple of times on the weekend, and I've got to say, she really stole my heart. She's so not media trained <laughs> in the most beautiful way. She, j- when she asked her a question, when I asked her a question, she just rambled and rambled and rambled and rambled. Um, and she really thinks about the question you've asked her. Oh, and bless. she, yeah, look, she, and she's not. She's not... You don't get this star from her. And I think that sort of... She is... Not a diva. She's considered sort of indie pop. She's yep. considered a bit of a, you know, um, a Hottest 100 artist. Those... That sort of category she's been put in in the past. Um, so she's definitely got a quite a chill, relaxed vibe. She was barefoot the whole time. She did a performance oh, in Barefoot. It was a wonderful song. <laughs> um, I got to... It's funny that you were asking me about pronunciation before. Uh, I did get the last question in at the press conference. Unfortunately... Unfortunately, I did call her Montague. I said, congratulations, Montague. <laughs> now, I did edit that out of the clip that I'm about to play you, but this was the last question I asked her at the, uh, at the press conference on Saturday night. You've said that Eurovision is the World Cup of pop. Now, there was probably a time when you were hoping to represent Australia with football. That didn't happen. Are you pinching yourself now that you're still going to get the opportunity to represent us on a global scale? Uh, what was the verb? Am I what myself? Are you pinching yourself? Are you excited? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm really excited. Yeah, it's, it's really unreal. Um, I, I don't know if my brain has the capacity to... How exciting to have gotten the last question in at that press conference. Yeah, and you can hear there that vibe that she gives off. I think she has no idea what she's in store for in the next couple of months. I mean, that's so exciting, though. That's going to make it such a fun experience for her. Absolutely. And, look, I'm really glad that somebody liked that. I think it's it's great that we're showcasing a bit of the alternative pop that we do do in this country. I do think of the ten songs that were there, they were really diverse, like really Mm. different. And when you look at the final voting, it was really interesting as well. Songs that I didn't think would have done well did really well. Do you know who we all were saying, the vibe there, everybody thought was going to win? Vanessa Amaro. She was getting the biggest response from the stadium. Yeah. She was getting the biggest cheer. Bigger than Casey. Her, yeah, bigger than Casey. Uh, Casey was a close second in that. Um, and Montague, it was always a three-horse race, I guess. But after I saw the first dress rehearsal, I honestly thought it could go... It could be any number of about six of them. But, yeah, surprising that Vanessa didn't... Um, didn't end up, you know, being quite as high as we thought she would be. Her staging was stunning. Um, look, I mean, it was all fantastic to watch. There were so many performers. I guess public vote and jury vote, just mm. you never know which way it's going to go. And what's great is that Casey Donovan still won the public vote, which means she's never lost a public <laughs> vote in the, comp- in the competition, reality TV competition history. I must say, one of the things I loved is Casey, absolutely, you can see that training and experience where she's built herself up through reality TV. Mm. No one works a camera like Casey on a stage. Mm. 
if you go back and rewatch the, if you go to SBS to On Demand knows, and rewatch it, she? she knows exactly. She knows, She's yeah. not casually, gracefully looking for it. She finds it immediately and yeah. hits it. And and I just, uh, it was she such was a power. So the in the zone, we were carrying on like pork chops with our signs, waving them around. <laughs> she didn't look at us once. She was very in the zone. She knew what she was doing. Just quickly, the other face crack of the of the season was Jamie M announcing that she's going to be back next year. I love a good plot twist. I love a reality. Could you imagine if it's just Jamie versus Casey? <laughs> it's Jamie versus nobody. I reckon we just give Jamie 10 songs and we just pick the song that she's going to take. Oh, look, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what's going to happen. But obviously she was such a huge hit, massive success when she competed in her year. So she's got a whole year now to come mm. up with some new songs and let's wait and see what she's going to put up on the stage. You can find out more with Robbie's interviews in our special Australia Decides podcast that we'll be putting up later this week. Just head to Mad's Wednesday on Joy or our Mad Wednesday social media page and you can follow all of our podcasts and subscribe on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. You're on Mad Wednesdays on Joy 94.9 with Robbie and Dee. Congratulations on Don't Break Me. It's such a fantastic track. Uh, lots of people are tipping you at a very real shot of winning this. Uh, what effect um, has been labelled a favourite had on, uh, on on you coming into the performance this weekend? I've been pretty relaxed and I have a feeling the favourable response has been like a part of that. Um, I... Uh, I don't know. The thing, the thing is, though, I, I feel quite relaxed because people, you know, you know what? This is what it is. People like the song, and I think if people like the song, I've already like done a pretty great job. You know, like uh, if I f- performance, then so be it. But I don't think I will. I think it will be at minimum like quite good, at maximum like amazing. <laughs> so I think that's good. Um, I don't. You know, if I do disappoint people's expectations, it's on them for having expectations, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, you've been a massive supporter and activist on many issues in the past, including for our community during the marriage equality campaign. How important is that part of who you are as an artist? Hmm. Well, I, like, I, Jessica Cerro, am the human being who is the artist Montaigne, right? And that shit's important to me. And I don't, like, the political, my political opinions and feelings don't tend to filter into my songwriting and music, um, except for Ready, which was, like, vaguely sort of, like, about, you know, uh, an an anthem for activists kind of thing, right? Um, But, like, hmm. This question's interesting to me because I'm, like, when when you say... How much does it influence me as an artist? Do you mean like as a creator, or do you mean as a just a person who is an artist who's representing themselves and their, like in the world, in the public? How does it filter into sort of having a bit more of a platform as an artist? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's like a pretty integral part of me because I've always like cared about this stuff because obviously it applies to me. And but. Um, you know, it's not just about me either. Like, I have a million one people that I love and care about and also care about other people in the world that I don't know but also suffer. And, like, if I can do anything about it, that is, uh, to me, like, an imper- it's imperative that I do something about it, you know? Like, if I have power, I may as well use it for good, right? Um, so, yeah, it's really important to me and I think it does shape who I end up being or becoming too because, like... It ends up throwing me into 
like aspects of say queer culture or culture of women that like I wouldn't have been thrown into if I weren't a public person who yeah. people wanted to then get involved with if you know what I mean. Vanessa, your your song lessons your song lessons of love is a Eurovision edit of one of the tracks from your most recent album, Back to Love. Um, what are the main considerations when you're re-editing a track for this competition? Uh, breathing gaps. I need to be able to breathe, and as I found with this song, the more that I sing it, the the, the less there is to breathe. Yeah, right. And um, you know, also just tweaking it. I I did like three or four different versions of it. And then I can't choose. I think that's kind of always an artist's dilemma. Yeah, you right. start playing with it and then you don't know which direction you want to go. But I feel like this one's great. It allows me to breathe. It also still has the dynamics in it and it feels like it kind of works. Um, your, uh, your music has always done really well with the queer community. I know <laughs> often when we're down, we're down at the clubs, absolutely everybody's banging yeah, out. It. It's the first song I ever performed to in drag, so I've got oh, some beautiful, yeah. <laughs> I've got some beautiful memories of it. Um, what does it know? What does it mean to, to know that your music has had an impact on a community in that way? That's incredible. I mean, that's what I do it for. I want to know that people are listening to it. I want to know that they feel empowered and motivated and and my songs are those happy moments in people's lives. I mean, that's what I strive for. So it's um, it's a real honour. It's a blessing. It, it's a really tight field this year. Does that put extra pressure on and more nerves or does that take the pressure off a little bit? It's a what this year? A really tight field. All the contestants. It's, it could be anyone's to oh, win, I could, think. It, could so be anyone's and everybody's performance is completely different and the songs are completely different so I mean who knows but the feeling backstage is I don't know like school production and we're all friends and you know like it doesn't feel like there's a competition vibe and that's what I particularly love about it I'm I'm hanging with other musicians we're talking about music and I don't feel like that music nerd because <laughs> there's so many of us <laughs> Uh, lastly, what would it mean for you to represent your country in Maine? It would be really incredible. I would love the opportunity to do it, and um, I'd love to be able to see where this song can go. But I'm, you know, I'm just grateful that I'm a part of this experience, and I'm getting away with singing in water. <laughs> You've been listening to a Mad Wednesday Joy podcast, driving you home and keeping you sane for your hump day. Live every Wednesday from four on Joy ninety four point nine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.